special is in the air here. Long. Games. Brees Hall over the right side, powering in, touchdown Cyclones. Out to the 10, to the left side, to the 5, touchdown! Oh my goodness, what a We had a pretty darn good game last night, or yesterday, at 11 o'clock. We took a... Uh, Baylor down that stupid arena that is usually way more. You could see a lot more green seats, but yesterday they filled in uh, more seats because it was the last conference game. And uh, you turn my headphones down just a little bit. It's pretty loud. Is that better? Yep, that's better. Um, so right, yeah, we don't need. This isn't this big deal? Yeah, you're right. It was. Last last time they were going to play in that place, so then they have to shrink their stadium because they can't get people to show up to a basketball game. That was kind of it was kind of a definitely a senior day feel of the game, though. Baylor would play definitely off. They didn't, and we just showed all the we showed all the fight that they didn't show. I feel like, and we just made shots finally. Uh, it's the spirit of the team is completely turned and. Hopefully it can continue on to March because I feel like the spirit is exactly what we need to make a run in March. And man, it's crazy how uh, different uh, one game can change the whole season and one move. And now ne next week on, it won't be about Caleb Grill and how how we got kicked off the team. It's going to be about how we're emerging from. From uh, the losing streak and hopefully turning around, and that's what we're doing. And TJ, if any of the fan base has had any doubt that TJ doesn't know what he was doing, I think he proved that pretty quickly because uh, we just literally took it to the woodshed to some seniors of Baylor that hadn't won a national championship. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's pretty exciting. How would you, you guys feel about it? I think the reason that one of the big keys to our success is we didn't give him any second chance points in the first half i mean we our rebounding was the key and you know when they weren't making shots they weren't also getting offensive rebounds and that's what let us stretch out the lead a little bit the most impressive part was you know they got it down to single digits in the second half and and we figured out a way to get it back to double digits so i mean fran for was pretty complimentary to tj about the coaching job he did and he said that this was pure coaching and I was on my way back from Des Moines. I got a chance to go see the comedian Shane Gillis on Friday night where you, Thomas, and I both mm -hmm. went. And I was on my way home listening to the first half on the radio. And and uh, when yeah. Holly came off the bench in the first half, I said, oh, my God, what is going on? But that was actually kind of cool that got everybody in the game so early. So, Yeah, what would you think so, Michael? Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah. Thomas hit on the head. Thomas, totally, totally changes how we – Look at the season. I mean, you look at, I would say, Twitter. Gosh, the sky was falling. Some people were saying we should fire TJ, which is absurd. And it just, we played harder than them. I think the senior night thing is whatever. But, and there was a, people, a few people I saw too. There was like, yeah, Baylor had nothing to play for, but that's not true. Baylor could have been second in the Big 12 if they would have won. Um, now they're fourth and playing us again in a week. So I, I think that that point is not really well um proven but i think yeah i i like what tj did there's some guys that haven't played for a month that i think proven that they can be helpful um i think hassan ward we've been saying that for a month i don't know where he went but it's hard to complain about anything he does in the court when he plays I and mean, he plays hard he's a really good defender i mean he stayed in front of adam flagler for a possession and he shows he's pretty versatile so i think i hope he continues to do that um and I think it also helps our older guys too, because we are not a young team and our guys have been playing a lot of minutes. Jaron Holmes gave and played a ton of minutes and just getting them. I mean, I think Hassan and Eli played 13 minutes total, but I mean, those 13 minutes go a long way when you're playing on 23, 24 year old knees like Oshun and Jaron are. So I'm just, I don't know. I think I'm all the way back in again. <laughs> I called I said we were going to beat Baylor before the game. Everyone said I was crazy. And everyone forgets last year, we had a three-game losing streak in the year. 
including losing Texas Tech in the Big 12 tournament, where we got beat. Well, what was the score last year? 41 to 72 in the Big 12 tournament last year. Do you guys remember that? No, I don't. It was 41 points in the Big 12 tournament, and then went on to win two in a row and make the Sweet 16. So things have been worse. We're still one of the best defensive teams in the country. We are like five and two against the top or five and three against the top four teams in the big 12 who are really good. I think all four of the top four teams in the big 12 could win the national title except Texas. Um, and I don't know. I'm excited. I think TJ is a hell of a coach. He's really good in neutral site tournaments. So I think whoever we get is not going to be happy to be matched up with us. I'm a few bracketologies pulled up. ESPN thing has us at a six seed right now. And CBS has us on the bubble as an eight seed. What after yesterday? Deal with CBS. I don't understand that. There are totally Big Ten um, homers, it seems, because they have 10 Big Ten teams in, including Wisconsin, who's currently third to last in the Big Ten. So I don't totally get that. But yeah, I think it was good. After yesterday, I, CBS I, still has us as a bubble team. Yeah, they have us as an eight seed, but then they have like a long list of bubble teams and we're on it. I don't under, hmm. but whatever. Like what if we don't make the tournament? How many tournament teams that didn't make the tournament beat five top ten teams? None. Yeah, I mean we have the we have the most we beat eight top twenty five teams, which is the most in the country, and five top ten wins, which I'm pretty sure is the most in the country. I don't think I think the Big Ten Conference has five top ten wins the entire year. <laughs> I don't I don't actually know that, but I'm pretty sure it sounds right to me. The Hawks just went down to the Huskers here about ten minutes ago too, so. Yeah, I don't know if you guys watched that. Same Hoiber looked pretty good. And then I didn't realize his little brother's playing for TCU, or he's at TCU. They said that on the radio. Charlie Hoiber is on the, the TCU one is, roster? Well, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to look it up yet, but I was listening to Gary Dolphin on the way over here to listen to the Hawks lose, and they said that his twin brother is a TCU. Now, it didn't say specifically on the team, but I haven't had a chance to look it up yet. Looking it up. I feel like that would have been brought up when we played TCU. But, I would have but. think so, too, but. Yeah. So yeah, what I thought of what really changed the game in the against Baylor was the emergence of Watson and Ward. Like yes. you said, Ward and Watson. Like going back and watching, I even went back and kind of watched the game before the first game we played him. And we had Ward and because uh, Jazz was still hurt, so Ward and uh, uh, Watson came in and played more of those minutes. But I feel like. Maybe that's what we've been kind of missing is the length from the bench that gets the Nick balls and Ward. And I feel like Ward and Watson, Ward is different from uh, Robert Energies because Robert Energy just has 100% energy all the time. But Ward, like, no, like, picks and chooses what how to use his athleticism, I feel like. And, like, he doesn't overdo it, I feel like, as much as Robert Energy does. But Robert Engie, like, I feel like that's why he's on the court so much and, like, the fan base is so confused to, like, why, like, he'd make so many boneheaded plays. But, like, it's just because, like, he's going for it. Because, like, if you just look at our players on our offense, who is creating their own shot? Like, yes, we're complaining about big Robert Energy trying to create his own shot, but how many of our players are out there trying to create their own shot? Someone has to do it. Yeah. And, like, yeah, we have those possessions where no one's doing anything, like, we need someone to do something and like some run Rob can not have like nine bad possessions in a row and you can get like three or four good in a row. I feel like the team really rides that wave of positivity and Watson and Ward are really some of those players that really feed off of those positive energy and it could really domino towards Iowa State's way because the way we play defense, it's exactly how it, it benefits the offense. And when we get Nick balls and create turnovers. It, we have way more shots on offense and it's just exciting to see Ward and uh, the team looked like they're having fun again. And TJ's yeah. run around the whole game. And it's just, uh, if we just can win the first game in Kansas city, we can just be really dangerous because it all it takes is one win and our whole fan base is down there getting cranked up and they're going in Kansas city and we just ride that wave and we're going to, it, it can be a fun march for us. So, it yeah, was, like, not, I mean, we have to have Rob. I mean, Rob's got to play well um, to not be a negative as far as, you know, 
turning the ball over or whatever. I mean, he's given us some great minutes. You know, he obviously is limited in some of the stuff that he does, but um, but he still is in there battling. And man, I tell you what, you know, how m- much has he improved since he stepped on campus too? I mean, he's much better. He's a much better player than he was the beginning of the season last year, even towards the end of the season, in my opinion. But he's still <laughs> – such an adventure when he shoots free throws. I mean, man, we went to the – I took your little brother to the West Virginia game, and then he goes up and knocks down two free throws like he's Fred Hoiberg, and then the next two look like they might land in the parking lot. I mean, it's just so all over the map. and it's but, some, of, you know, some of the free throws look like they get blocked. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, like, with him is, like, the he can have 10 bad plays in a row, but he's still going to go for it. Like, right. there's so many hard, past yeah. Iowa State players where they have two or three bad plays and they're checked out for weeks. When was the last, when was the last time you said, you said after one of our games, the reason we lost is because we didn't play hard? It's been a while. It's not in the TJ era. No. no. Never. <laughs> We've had a lot of, like, stagnant offense, but it's right, but that like, is no one, can, no one can make a shot. It's, like, not stock. That's not the coach's fault. It's just like we, especially the last two years, we basically have been basically bundling together a team to go out there and play against like teams that have like rosters of five stars and like Kansas and like other than Texas Tech has been had turmoil and like Texas obviously had up and down like but Kansas and Baylor have been the most like solid solid like teams in the conference and the, and the sweet Baylor the last this 10 year, years and the sweet Baylor this year is just a testament of this season it's just like we doesn't had, make yes, a ton we, of sense if you look at it on paper either I'm no. like saying like we lost we got swept by Opie State we got swept by West Virginia but we beat Baylor who won the national championship three years ago or two, two years, years ago yeah. but, yeah, but what, team, what team in the big 12 can you say that we match up athlete to athlete against zero nobody I mean I had Oklahoma a, probably Maybe I mean, yeah. but I, I they've, not they've got two of the mountain men playing that aren't yeah they much quicker yeah, they're, than they're, you, Dad. So well, they're playing the banjo at half, at, at the halftime show. So, um, but they they uh, but because I, I was at the West Virginia game, I had a fantastic seat, which is another story in itself. In case the person sitting next to me is listening to this, but um, but you look at the West Virginia athletes and holy mackerel, I mean, it's not even close. They have so many more athletes than we do. It doesn't matter but, basketball, though. Like it's not football. But, you can't you can't athlete wins consistently, and that's what TJ does. I mean, we're playing against much higher recruited players until next year. But gosh, we just play so hard. And like I was talking to Dad earlier, like the way we play defense is all five guys have to be locked in the entire time, or it doesn't work. Right. Like if we have Brian Peterson guarding someone no no shame to brian but like he wasn't the best defender it's like if we have one week link they just can exploit that but we don't this year everyone is locked in our rotations are always they're never late and i think i like what you guys said about rob obviously he plays really hard but i think what tj did last night only makes rob better because rob plays so hard but he gets tired and when he gets tired i feel like he makes more mistakes but if he only has to play 22 minutes a game because Hassan can come in and give him 10, Oshun can play 20 to 24 minutes a game. Rob can play hard the entire time and then go sit out and catch his breath. So I, I I really like the twist because, I mean, if you look at the schedule, we needed to change something, and obviously we'll get into the Caleb Grill stuff later, but gosh, it looked pretty good. And we Baylor had no clue what to do against their offense. They had, what, 19 points with a minute left in the first half. like, And that and they just threw the ball a really good offense. It. They just threw it this, the ball to us directly a couple times. I mean, just like it's straight, like we were run, running their offense. Yeah, the so, amount of, the amount of curveballs that TJ threw in this game, though, he threw straight junk balls. He threw the CU of energy out there. He threw the war. He like Ward, who hasn't played in so long. Throw him out Eli there. Eli King, who's Eli never King, played. Eli King goes out there. He's out there hustling and tried to bank one from the baseline. Yeah. But and jumped on just, jumped on top of someone five seconds into the game. Yeah, but he plays hard and he he can defend too. He, and he is a freak athlete. So I mean, I think his ceiling is pretty high. And I, you watch him and Conrad on the the bench. They're locked in the entire game and a really good teammate. So I think that if they get a few minutes here and there, it only helps kind of boost your morale. Especially if, if they do something good, like the team just freaks out. So I. But I Watson also, I mean, geez, Watson played. He had some passes to Trey King. 
You know, he turned down a couple shots that an 18 year old probably normally takes, and he did get an assist out of it. And because uh, our interior passing last night was, or yesterday was fantastic. So it's going to be, like, I, I think it's one thing that a lot of teams really don't do. They don't use their post to kind of move the ball. And our guys, for the most part, move the ball really well. And yeah, Demarion had his, I would say, most mature game as a cyclone. He looked really good, didn't look overwhelmed or play too fast. He just kind of let the game come to him. And gosh, you give him a year or two to get some, a little more muscle. And I think his ceiling is really high too. And I just, I, he just makes winning plays and that's what all our guys do. They just play hard and they play for each other. So I think the big 12 tournament is a wash now with beating Baylor. If we beat Baylor again, that's house money. And then, then I would say that fans can obviously take over Kansas city, but I think we're going to be a really tough matchup the first weekend in the NCAA tournament, just because of the way we play. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the teams like we were watching the Nebraska Iowa game today, and you know Nebraska looks like they're trying to mimic what we do on defense, but they're not anywhere close to as good at it as we are. I mean, I was just bring up this. So what I just thought about this today. So just think about how many different situations TJ has been of like leave, weird situations where pl- players leave Iowa State. Like Lucas Steiger situation was probably a very weird one. So like this was probably one of those. How many other ones like so, like Xavier Foster, Weller one? Like, we've had he's been with so many, like, uh, uh, had so many examples of like how, like, how this could, how many examples of like bad cancers of like affecting March. Like, okay, if I could have just got, if we, if that Iowa State team back in the day just would have gotten rid of this one bad cancerous in the, in the locker room, maybe we could have had a longer run in March. But you're also implying that, that Caleb was a cancer and we don't know that for a fact. I mean, it, you know, I, I, it just, I like, we will never like, know exactly what happened. Just from someone that played basketball for so right. long, I understand. like seeing what locker rooms are like, it's just like, you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't look at that game yesterday and not think that. Yeah, I understand. But I said, I said before the game, I said, you know, I've been around so many teams that have had something like this happen where, you know, I've, I had a, when I was coaching high school, I had a kid get killed in a snowmobile accident for crying out loud in the middle of the season. And we come on, beat the team that won the conference the next night and had really no business playing or not the next night, but two days later, three days later. And we really had no business being in that game, but we still, you know, we rallied around each other. And I would thought that this could, that could happen yesterday because, you know, the really start to circle the wagons a little bit, unless you have a really broken locker room, which I don't think, I mean, this is, I mean, I might as well bring this up now, but I had a front row seat to the whole Caleb thing at the West Virginia game. And I've seen enough kids with bad attitudes that I think I can tell by body language or, you know, what they're saying under their breath, whatever. And I watched, and I wasn't looking for it, but I watched Caleb, you know, he couldn't hardly get his leg over the stationary bike to ride the bike during when he was, wasn't in the game. And I watched all of his interactions with TJ. TJ was always coming down and seeing, you know, whether he could go or not. And, and Caleb would go up and talk to him. And I never saw anything that was a red flag saying that Caleb was a problem. That's why when he's, when you texted me and said that he was gone, I just completely came out of left field, but you know, obviously it's, it can't be. It couldn't have been just for one practice, but he either was really good at covering it up, or he just really went off the rails at the uh, after that game. I, I don't know. I mean, I I just have. I mean, I just after reading his response, how you know how he was so sorry about what happened, and he seemed like he really felt bad about it. That you know, you never saw that from any time anybody else got kicked off. I mean, did you see? You know, Boo Palo go out and say that he was really uh, that sorry. was a weird, that was a totally different. But, but he was really sorry that he put himself in that position. Or Bryce John Jones, right? God rest his soul. I mean, he he never came out and said that. You know, he was really sorry about what happened at the UAB thing. I mean, you know, I just I, I don't I don't know. I just it would take it's going to take a lot more convincing to me that because he grew up an Iowa State fan and finally fulfilled his dream, and then he couldn't fulfill finish his dream because he something happened obviously yeah, he screwed up i mean just, obviously you like no one just kicks kids kicked off the team it's just like i don't know just, but i think you're right though i think tj's been around the block enough that he's seen that if somebody is starting to divide somebody that it's that doesn't necessarily make you a cancer though i mean if you're 
dividing, you know, people are having to pick sides or you're even on the team itself, not necessarily with TJ, you know, it's for the greater good to just say, you know, see you later. And, you know, and I think he probably was told, you know, look, you know, you're going to sit for a while or you're going to, you're going to be gone. And he chose to be gone. I mean, I don't know. It's too bad. I feel bad for everybody involved, except I just hope we can, it's the turning point and we can, and go. But so beginning back to your original question though, was TJ here with the Bryce John Jones thing? In UAB, or was he gone already? I think he was. He was just in with Washington at the time. I think yeah. he was still at. He was still at. I would say he came back. He he was at Washington only for a very short, short stint. He came. Yeah, because then back, he, then he can because he was. It was going to be because it was like the, the they they interviewed the former assistant or not former assistant the current assistant TJ Osberger and then the that's right hire. Because oh. the university guy wanted an outside hire who had experience, not TJ. And and Pollard wanted to hire him. Yeah, yeah. So he would he had to have been there. So because that was Fred's last game. So you're. I think you might. I think Thomas. I think you're onto something. I mean, I think he's seen, and he's around the. He was like around the. Uh, Royce was actually, but obviously Royce was a huge like star and like uh, he was like the biggest player and like he elevated the team. But we've heard like from past players in the past like under like stories that aren't public that they were not exactly like they weren't exactly that sad that he left well and I, but I, I think that's a different situation though royce is a lot I mean, yeah. there's no there's no other way to describe it and he's a you know i think he was you know he was really good to us when we interaction that we had with him and even when you were little and, and so i'm not going to say anything negative about it but he is a big personality and you know what it's like being around big personalities. I mean, if you're, it's, you know, the attention gravitates to you, not necessarily on the court, but with every interaction with the team. Yeah. And so I think that's more of a, you know, when he, when he was gone, they kind of got to take a breath yeah, and right. be yeah. you know, on edge all the time because he was, I don't think he was yelling at Fred or, you know, he wasn't a problem with the team, but anyway, it, we've moved on from Caleb. It's too bad. I, I feel sorry for somebody that, you know, actually came back and one had his dream of playing at Iowa state, but um, you know, we're moving on to bigger and brighter things, hopefully. Yeah. I, I think what we just have learned over the last two years is we, I think we probably just got to go with what TJ does. He right. knows what he's doing. He's going to put Iowa state first. And it's kind of what he said in his pre first press conference after it happened. But yeah, I mean, as a lifelong Iowa state fan, you feel for Caleb and I hope he is doing okay. And, Hope to see him play somewhere else. I think he's a good basketball player and probably could help someone else too. And just, I just, but first and foremost, I hope he gets the help he needs and yeah. is doing okay. But yeah, I, I think TJ, he's, I don't know, he just knows what buttons to push and what little twists to make. I mean, cause I mean, I pulled up last year's schedule and like everyone talks, like talked about this year, this guy was falling, fire TJ, which I, I can't believe people still say that, but we ended the year three-game losing streak, getting murdered by Okie State, 36-53. to 53. Hung with Baylor, lost by seven at Baylor, and then lose to Texas Tech, 41-72 to 72 in the Big 12 tournament. So we barely squeak into the NCAA tournament and then beat LSU and Wisconsin. So, like, I don't know. I, I argue last year, we scored 36 points in a game there. at home. Yep, I was there. I've been to the, I've been to the two lowest scoring games in Hilton Coliseum history, and our grandparents who've been went to like fifty years of Iowa State basketball didn't show see that. And slow the crazy, so if, the crazy thing is after three, that, three that game that yeah. happened, we were on a four game winning streak. We beat one at TCU, beat Oklahoma, West Virginia at home, one at K State, and then scored thirty six points at home against Okie State. Yeah. People forget. So I think things well, are going to be okay. Yeah. Everybody has a tendency to remember the good things, not the bad. And with the way we ended the season last year, it's pretty easy to forget about those things. For sure. And I, but I, I think we're a better team this year. Like we, we're better defensively. We're deeper for sure. I mean, last year we could barely go two or three deep in our bench. I think yesterday we proved we have 10 guys that can contribute and not be total liabilities. Uh, you, you know who would be nice to have this year? Trey Jackson. Trey Jackson would be kind of nice to have. Yeah. This year. You're right. Because he was low key. Decent backup point guard last year in that state tournament. He didn't turn the ball over, and he's obviously had a great year wherever he. I can't remember where he went. East Carolina, East Carolina, boy. but he's yeah. been filling up there. But um, it just sucks that 
uh, Williams got uh, Achilles injury because yeah, if he would he would be just really needed right now because like you said we have a lot more depth than last year but we it's not exactly the cover's not exactly completely full because of like injuries and obviously Caleb getting kicked off the team and um, but we're just down guards yeah but I still think us subbing as much as we did yesterday and like the energy I feel like really took the pressure off of Taman having to bring the energy and bring like the because he's not like he obviously doesn't have the offensive skills yet and when you have Taman on the the field or on the court Robert Jones and like well let's just say Ward like that's like three guys that really don't can't really create their own offense like like so that's like three guys you really don't have to guard if you're being like if you're Scott Drew or like an opposing coach so it's just when you put in Watson and like when Gabe can hit a shot and he's been hitting more shots lately. And I think he's finally getting some more confidence. And I feel like he's feeling less pressure off too. Cause when, and especially when a taken, like when they, the adjustment of putting Robert energy and the starting lineup and putting a like swapping their minutes, like when having a come off the bench, I feel like that's a good switch the pace. Cause a I think he's been dinged up. I think it's very, very, very low key. And obviously the minutes have been very restrictive because I think he'd be playing a lot more if he was a hundred percent because he has been one of the best big men we've had in a long time. But I think with us as respect restricting his minutes for so long, I feel like hopefully it benefits us in March because he could, I think he could really turn it up and like he can lead us have 10 crazy minutes and lead us to the sweet 16 or who knows the lead eight. You know what, what do you think? It is his ankle. I don't it's, it's I think it's a mixture, he's, I think. He's rolled his ankle probably four times this year. I don't know, but he hasn't played many games more than 30 minutes. So yeah, I think Thomas is probably right with that. Um but yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna I mean everyone's been obviously singing praises for the whole conference and we're gonna find out quick if we're as good as we think we are because and I, I think we are because I, I think we could easily see five or six big twelve schools in sweet sixteen. I don't think that's crazy to say. Trey Jackson's a Western Carolina, not Eastern Carolina. He's averaging 16 points a game this year. Hey, that's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like some like that's what's different about college basketball. I feel like now, like though that player would be still on our team if he didn't have the like going out, like transferring right away and like not having to sit out. I feel like Trey Jackson obviously would have sit, like still been on our team. And I feel like there's a couple of other ones, but obviously there's the good and the bad of that, but like some of the players that we miss on can transfer away and we can get our, our like, you know, like TJ could tell the players like, Hey, you're not going to play ever. Sorry. Like, you know, like those type of players, like, I feel like that's better for like, obviously Trey's not one of those players because he's obviously scoring, scoring so much, but if he was scoring like three points a game, we wouldn't be like, Oh, we're not, we're pretty sad about that. Hey, Trey's Trey scoring 16 points a game, shooting 44% from three. Wow. Yeah. He, he's always a good shooter. Yeah. Well, I mean, but he's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. He mean, we're, we're down two guards right now. I mean, who would have predicted that? I mean, Isn't it bad that that phrase, I literally have, like, PTSD. Just hearing the word 2020 reminds me of, like, that year. It's like, not the year of, obviously, the year sucked, but, like, that the worst Iowa State basketball year of all time. Yeah. Like, just, like, well, yeah, just... like three, two years ago. It's pretty nuts. There's a lot of things about 2020 you can have PTSD about. Yeah, but it was just like we literally had to like take our program and just all right, control, delete the roster, and then <laughs> it's like all right, bring the guy we we're about, we're gonna bring in anyways. Who like has a wife that played out state who's gonna have a jersey hanging out and wants to be at Ames, Iowa. He said multiple times that he wants to like grow his kids in Ames, Iowa on podcasts and radio, but. Now we're gonna hire a guy that has some head coaching experience instead. Yeah, we have him now. I love yeah. him. Yeah. Well, let's not let's not go relive the past because that gets depressing in a hurry. But yeah. So I guess who are, who are the guys who had hadn't played much in the last month that you were most like gets you most excited going to March from yesterday? You think? Oh, Demarius. I'm in my opinion. I mean, I he's just so long. I mean, him and Hassan. I mean, they're all they're, you know you can't teach. You know the wingspans those guys have. I mean, neither one of them have shown their proclivity at shooting. I mean, and that's what we need. But you know, the thing about Taman is, you know, he shot twenty two percent from the three point line in high school. 
And so it isn't like he's going to show up this year and be a 40% three-point shooter. So, But he covers it up so well because somebody will back off of him at 15 feet, and he still figures out a way to get by him. Um, so, and he does, I mean, there's so many things that Taman does well. He's a great rebounder, great defender. Um, doesn't, he turns the ball over maybe a little bit too much, but he's, he's 19 years old or whatever he is and plays a lot of minutes, um, tougher than heck. I mean, obviously, you know, he's, you watch him shoot a free throw. I mean, the kid's jacked. I mean, he's obviously knows his way around the weight room. Mm-hmm. Um, so comparing him to Monte as a freshman. <laughs> Yeah, just going back. Monty. Obviously, Monte like has an NCAA record as a freshman, but just like obviously in the NBA, but just like go back and walk, look at just look at Monte as a freshman, and just like look at Taman now, and it's like crazy how like Taman like what's Taman gonna look like as a senior? Yeah, I know because Taman Taman is just when you look at Monte physically as a freshman, mm-hmm. like you were saying, I mean he's Taman is way ahead of mm-hmm. where he where where uh, Monte was at the time, but and that's not a fair comparison. I mean comparing. Any freshman to Monte Morris, one of the but if Monte best didn't ever. If Monte didn't have DeAndre Kane, right? He, who knows what Monte would have looked like as a freshman, right? Because they were yeah. literally talking about in that off season before going into that year that they were thinking about redshirting Monte because yeah. his weight was that low that they, they were afraid that he was going to get injured because he yeah. was that skinny. I think Tyrese Halburn had the same thing, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, he was in the three point contest in the NBA All Star. After after the game, I, one thing, you know, after the whole Caleb thing, I, one thing I thought that was kind of cool is that Milan, Milan, I want to make a sandwich, whatever his last name is, Mom Selovich. Yeah, um, he uh, he came on and said he can't wait to get to Iowa State. I mean, made it on a post on Twitter, and obviously is yeah, he's really excited about coming, and we're excited about having you come, buddy. I he mean, dropped thirty seven last week in a game. Yeah, yeah. So and then. We get to watch uh, Omaha in the state tournament this week, and I just saw somebody pick Kennedy from Cedar Rapids to beat them in the state tournament. So that ought to be fun. I bet I guarantee you that that Omaha is going to step up the intensity considerably, knowing he's on the statewide stage next week. And then, um, you know, this is a side note because we're talking about men's basketball, but got to watch uh, Audie Crooks last night. And I tell you what, she's you know she's about the tall. She's about as tall as all of our post players we have right now, but she never drops a pass. Every pass that she catches is a lob, and she never drops it. She catches every pass in traffic. Great free throw shooter. Got forty nine. Um, yeah, I mean, but she's and it, again, everybody' criticism is she plays one A basketball. Well, this is what Bishop Garrigan did this year. They went out and found a game two weeks before the state tournament to test them, and they drove to Dyke New Hartford and played them and laid it on them pretty good. I think I think it was a double digit win at Dagner Hartford, who also just won the two A state championship. Um, so yeah, she's she's going to be a lot. Of, she's a great kid, or you know, she's got a lot of relatives in Fort. People Dodge. say that same thing about uh, Heinrich and uh, right. Collison when they played. Back yeah, Collison played two A basketball, yeah. whatever it was. I mean, so um, yeah, she's going to be she's going to be a fun one. I mean, she, being a local kid, and she's going to have a lot of family yeah, I mean- around. I don't think anyone can knock Bill Fenway's eye for talent. So that's probably a pretty no. good indication that she's pretty that good. Points. Score that many points at state at any level. State championship. Anyone. Game. And yeah. they were pressing. I mean, they talk about, you know, they make comments about, you know, is she going to be able to handle the Big 12? They pressed Garrigan the entire game. And so she was dealing with that as well. And Newell Fonda played fantastic. But, you know, she just. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens when she goes against another six four kid. But like she's coming into like Emily Ryan's there, right? Janarski's there, right? Like so many veterans that can just like show her the way and like like she's not going there like Lindell came in there as a freshman and like all right I'm the I'm the guy like, right. She's going there and she's joining a lot of studs and yeah we got some our our girl guards are fantastic. Emily Ryan is so tough. I mean, but anyway, so getting sidetracked a little bit, but they were, that was a fun game to watch them. They just hammered Texas Tech yesterday. I was kind of hoping that the men were going to get back in time because Hilton was pretty full, have them come in and watch the women's game and get yeah. a big round of applause from the crowd. But I don't know if they would have got back in time or not. Yeah. And we still, nobody talks about Jelani Hamilton, who uh-huh. is probably the sleeper out of the bunch. He is really good. Yeah. I was talking to Thomas. I like, if Omaha stays for two years, this could be one like this could be like a Naslong George Dane type class. Like, yeah, their ceiling is so high. And the thing is, like, 
these kids are all athletic and obviously they know TJ styles, so like they're going to come in and commit to defense. So like, I don't think our defense is going to really going to waver year to year. They need kids that can score. Like, I don't know. I, I just have this feeling that TJ is going to be playing in the final four in the next five years. Yeah. Which is wild. That takes a little, little luck that goes along with it from a matchup standpoint. And for sure. But, but you know, the thing is defense travels and it's not really matchup right. dependent. Right. Like you look yeah, at our I'm, games I'm, that we lost by a lot. It was teams that lit it up from like minute one, which offensively we're just not built to come back if you're down 10. Right. But I mean, if it's a one possession game, the whole game, like we can get a stop when we need it. So I, I don't know. I mean, you, you just watch these other conferences. Gosh, like the big 10 sucks this year. <laughs> They're so bad. Like they had today, they went in. There was like seven teams that were eleven and eight, and they were all tied for second behind Purdue. So that means they're all this decent, or they're all not good. Yeah, just like if you're an Iowa fan, like if they had that Garza's year this year, they would be like the best team in the nation by far because like that team was loaded and like yeah, they had Luca Garza and two Murrays. Yeah, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's just uh, and it's weird to see your Fred. Yeah, Fred beat Fran again. Actually, yeah, that's kind of nice to hear. I didn't watch the game, but yeah, that's that's Sam cool. Hoiber can shoot the ball, man. Yeah, he's an eighty-nine percent free throw shooter or something. One, one so for four today. He did. Yeah, he missed three of the last minute. Oh, I was not obviously paying that close of attention. So, like to bring it back to Taman, <laughs> I think Taman is literally gonna like to bring it back to like let's just t- compare it to like what Campbell there was looking like. So Taman might be what Campbell had as Brock Purdy as a freshman. Like the so that era went boom. They just went like just really right out of the wave. And like Brock got Reese Hall. That's gonna be Omaha Blue and Milan. Like and just Milan's Charlie Kohler. And like things are just gonna Taman's like the very he's gonna be the glue, I feel like, of this era because he's an Iowa State fan. He makes so many of those plays where like I'm an Iowa State fan. I'm dive for that ball because I want Iowa State to win. Like I don't know if that's just me. Like, yeah, I think uh, you're, I think you're we're right. gonna have two two lifelong Iowa State fans starting next year. Yeah, it's pretty like what you could point back from the Fred era of like when TJ was there, and it's just like it all connects. And yeah, we're gonna. The thing is, we're talking about next year. The national championship. We're gonna play in the NCAA tournament in a week. Yeah, like yeah. we went through our childhood. Well, we went like seven years without playing postseason basketball or something right. like that. Gary Derby like, beat one like, ranked team, right? One ranked team. So who's the other? I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. Who's the other lifelong Iowa State fan? Omaha, Omaha Blue. He's an Omaha. He was a life. He's like, actually he grew up in said Des Moines. That, grew up in Des Moines during the Fredder. Yeah, I'm not sure that no, that's accurate. He's on. He's he's lifelong. <laughs> doesn't matter. Omaha he's Colin playing for us. Well, like he didn't even remotely consider Iowa. That's no yeah. coincidence. Yeah. So we so when we go out in the portal next next this spring. What are we going after? Can we? We got we'll, to go after a big, right? I feel like we could. I feel like we're jump. We're jumping way ahead. I feel like we could wait to have a conversation at least. Well, we have yeah, we've potted once in the last four right. months. So I'm trying to cover all the bases. So we need a. Yeah, I feel like that time will come. I feel like TJ has something always in his back pocket because like Shashuni and Holmes this year. If we wouldn't have got yes. them, like, home runs, home runs. Yeah. So speaking of the Big Ten, that's where you. That's where. You probably need to be pillaging. Is that why would you want to play in the Big Ten versus the Big Twelve? Especially for yeah, like I mean, the, the, the Big Twelve is only going to get better. Oh, we just add Houston next year. Yeah, and Houston was, was number, down. They're going to be the number one overall seed. Six, yeah, down seven with six minutes to go and one today. That'll be a bear of a place to go play next year. Yeah, we add at Cincinnati basketball football is going to be brutal. BYU basketball football is going to be brutal. Houston, especially when they start winning, they're going to like have way more fans i feel like they're gonna yeah. get way more attention way more media exposure and then like their coach who was at oklahoma Calvin sampson he's fantastic he's a great coach and like he just has never got he hasn't really gotten the love i feel like but i feel like no, he's, yeah. it's gonna be sweet um, seeing him coaching spill self yeah. well he but he and he already has before but i mean he, he was a huge larry station fan larry station fan back in the day too i mean he's just yeah that's a that's a great he, point he, you bring up a great point him. i mean i think the Obviously, the Big 12 has been the best conference probably for three years, like head and shoulders probably. It's got – I mean, coaching is not – I mean, look at coaches top to bottom. We've had two get fired this year, which is whatever. But 
you have Bill Self, Scott Drew, who are like two probably top five, top 10 coaches in the country. Jamie Dixon, really good. Bob Huggins, really good. Hall of Famer. Jerome Tang for Kansas State is obviously a really good coach because K-State sucked last year. Yeah. TJ, obviously, no bias. One of the best coaches in the country. Okie State's coach is pretty good. Who's Texas going to have next year? John Calipari. <laughs> Let's just get Rick Barnes. It's like, all right, we messed up. Yeah. Come on back. I don't give – who cares about Texas? They're going to go be mediocre in the SEC in both oh, – We still play them next year, right? Yeah. Last time. Back, yeah, last, last year. Actually, yeah, we'll play them once, maybe, maybe twice. Hopefully we get them at home. Yeah, the question is, where's Tyrese yeah, transfer? Yeah, that would be. He doesn't have I'm a free transfer. I'm, I'm predicting what's going to happen next year, scheduling, all right? We're going to get Texas once, and it's going to be at home, and it's gonna our students won't be there. No way. Okay. Oh, like the, the, the Big 12, yeah. this new Big 12 commissioner is totally pro Big 12, so he's going to sh- – Texas is going to get st- it stuck to next year, I think. He was, at, so. he was at the West Virginia game. I'm just putting it out on the airways. I'm like, all right, make sure it, that is taken care of. Because yeah. that would be kind of annoying. Because it's like, oh, Tiger Center would be like, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, seeing Omaha put Tiger Center poster next year would be pretty sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the news that t- this commissioner is already in the middle of poaching for Pac-12 schools. Yeah. Yeah, Pac-12 is dead. So funny. Yeah. Is Colorado one of them? Colorado, yeah. Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, I think. Mm-hmm. Which I would love. Which like Arizona State, the, top ten team. Uh, Utah, BYU, Briberly, Arizona. Going Arizona back to Colorado State. would be so awesome too. Yeah, yeah. Like that Arizona Arizona State game, we would probably be watching that. Those would be they won that we wouldn't probably be watching that game because they're in the Big Twelve. Who coaches at Arizona? It's Hurley's at Arizona State, right? Who who's the coach at Arizona? That's a good question. It used to be Lute Olson, me back in the day. So everybody kind of paid attention to it. But and that one guy that kind of got in trouble with uh, Tommy uh, Lloyd because of DeAndre Aiden was going to, he, he literally got paid and like they literally just gave him up. Like DeAndre, imagine one of Iowa State players publicly got paid $100,000, but then say it would have done to our program. Yeah. They did nothing to the Arizona. Yeah. It, it's still. Nebraska should be in the Big 12. I'm sorry. I mean, the dr- drivable road games. I mean, Arizona, Arizona State. I mean, BYU. Fun places to go, though. We should play. We should play Nebraska. Bring the mayor back to Hoyland Coliseum. I want. It, I want it next year. Yeah. That'd be. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, we never play Northwestern. We never. We hardly ever play Minnesota. I mean, we have some drivable road games that we could have for non-conference that we just never. Or Illinois or Minnesota. Yeah, we used right. to play Minnesota never play, once in a while. Never play those guys. Yeah. Oh well, Big Ten sucks. I don't know. So we, uh, so if we win. But that being said, Louis, like, oh yeah, we had drivable games. Yeah, I went to that Missouri game, and yeah, we got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, that's fun. That's another one we should be at. No, another one should be in the. Big yeah, we should too. probably just stop going to away games. Yeah, I'm not going. Our to. record is horrendous. Yeah, Louis. Personal, personally, going to them. Yeah, the game. The only one is the uh, the UConn game with Royce White. That was the only one that we was really fun when at the NCAA tournament. Notre Dame yeah. was pretty fun. Notre Dame was some fun. We game. just absolutely just lit it up. Harris yeah. McGee, Will Fiber. Uh, yeah, so good. Freshman George Yang, who was cocky as hell and chubby, but he <laughs> literally just destroyed Notre Dame. So we win Thursday. Five seed, lose Thursday, six seed. Yeah, I think it's hard to put us less than a six seed with our like our blind resume is so good. I don't know. Part of me, I mean, honestly, perfect world. If I could write the script, beat Baylor for a third time. Also, a stat that I just learned. Everyone says it's hard to beat a team three times in the year. In a year, it's actually yes. not true. NCAA men's basketball, 76% of the time, the team beats them for the third time. So, and I yeah. I don't think it's a fluke. I think Baylor is probably our best matchup in the Big 12, which is crazy to say, is because they don't defend as well as the other teams. They're the worst team defensively in the Big 12, and we 
aren't that offensively gifted, but we just move the ball so well, we make them play defense for 28 seconds of possession. So I, I don't know. I It's weird to say I feel pretty good to play Baylor again, but I do. I, 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 I'm nervous because Scott Drew's a good coach. He's probably going to figure out something that's going to exploit our defense. But I don't know. But even if we lose, I'm going to take the rest because I think we, Oshu needs to get his legs back. If we're a six seed or higher, it's going to be awesome. I don't. I think Des Moines probably out of the question now with K State finishing so much higher than us in the Big Twelve. But I don't know. I honestly, six seeds almost better because then you are on the two seed side of the bracket. Yeah, just can't fall to a seven. If we fall to a seven, we should march the NCAA yeah. tournament office because that's we've already beaten or like we've almost beat Kansas at Kansas. Like we beat Kansas and we beat Baylor twice. Like we can beat anyone. It's just like. I feel like it's like when what time we're gonna play. I feel like who we're playing. Like uh what is Big Rob Energy eating for breakfast this morning? Like <laughs> it's gonna like it the way I feel like we're always about like how we start. Like if we start terrible, it's just like so hard for us to come. Like we're not the Fred teams where like we want it to start bad and it's like, okay, we'll come back and finally we need to start like the like Fran literally like was commentating like exactly what TJ was telling him was like his plan was. I feel like, and Fran was literally just talk, like in the back of his mind, just like commentating on what TJ was telling him. And then they just did exactly what TJ was telling them to do. And it looks at, he's like said at the very beginning, like, like TJ wants to rough this game up and it's exactly what he did. And it was, it was literally yeah, the first 10 like, minutes. It was like 13 to seven. Literally, it was kind of like Fran got the script of the game before the game, and like he was just like <laughs> fall. Like it was just that was, that's what it kind of felt like about yesterday. Yeah. So right now, Lenardi's got us as a five in Greensboro, but they've got Creighton as a six in Des Moines. Yeah, I think, like you said, that the venues are always a guess. So I mean, I would take a five seed after the last month. It feels like a win. Um, I think five or six, hard to complain about it. And like Thomas said, I mean, we've beaten oh, we've beaten one of the one seeds, we've beaten one of the two seeds, and two of the three seeds. So we're going to be okay. fine. I hope we play a bunch of Big Ten schools, yeah. and I hope Texas loses the first round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you know, I know he check guesses in venues, but if they drop us to a five, why wouldn't they put us in Des Moines? Or excuse me, drop us to a six? Why wouldn't they put us to Des Moines just purely from the ticket sales standpoint? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, because I mean, if Kansas and us are in Des Moines, Wells Fargo will be sold out. Yeah, oh, that's what. And they how many how many first weekend arenas sell out? Not many, unless Kansas yeah, right is there and got, Kentucky's there. Right now, they've got. I mean, Lenardi, obviously, like we said, he kind of guesses with the venue part of it, but they've got Creighton, Wisconsin, Kansas State, all in Des Moines. Yeah, he has Wisconsin. Wisconsin is finishing third to last in the Big Ten. Yeah, they've got them in the playing game against Nevada. Oof. They have Lenardi currently has Wisconsin and Okie State out, which is I don't know if it makes any sense. And Michigan and North Carolina currently not in the field. Yeah, and he's got Texas as playing Iowa in the second round of Iowa wins. Texas might be the first time to cheer for Tyrese in a while. Yeah, I would cheer no. for Texas. Um, I, I don't know. That's hard. Actually, That's I don't know. I might cheer for Iowa. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know if that. If but just to keep on the joke of them not going to Sweet Sixteen is enough to cheer for Texas. But we need to keep that joke going on for as long as we live because it's pretty fun. His last four in right now are last four out. Next, yeah, first four out are Utah State, Clemson, Oklahoma State. The way we we get Wisconsin and Penn State both in. The way we have that joke with like the Iowa Sweet 16 is like how Iowa had that joke of like, oh, Ricky Stanzi has the same amount of bowl wins as Iowa State University. Great comparison. Also, if you look at the kind of the rest of the bracket, currently has West Virginia as a 10 seed. If I was a two seed, I would not want to play West Virginia in the second no. round. I could see West Virginia losing by 20 in the first round or making the five four. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the thing is West Virginia is they, they're always played physical, so it totally depends on the crew, the officiating crew. I think it goes with us close. too. I mean, the, the officiating crew has something to do with the way we play too. For sure. I mean, because we're – you know, we're a couple fouls away from being in trouble most games. Gosh, and if TCU is a five seed, TCU playing a one seed in Sweet 16, probably don't feel very good about that. TCU, when they're healthy, is really good. 
If you go to soundthesirens.com and order something by 3 o'clock on Monday, we will guarantee you that you have it in your hands on Wednesday in time for the Big 12 tournament. So go to soundthesirens.com, order T-shirt, hoodie, hat, whatever you need, and we will get it to you by Wednesday, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be – I mean, this, this tournament is going to be nuts, though, because there's not a elite team probably in the country. So it's going to be – you have like six double digit seeds in the Sweet 16. The second four, then the second four out, which the, they listed as the next four out Michigan, North Carolina, and Oregon. Crazy. That's what? crazy. Remember when you people know, like, said Dana Altman was going to be her next coach? Yeah. Well, you remember when he took the Arkansas job and then went down there and then backed out? Remember when Louis Courier, shout out Louis Courier, uh, was pretty upset that we hired TJ and was thought it was a lazy hire. It was Cyclone Larry. Oh, I remember when that one more doorknob from the Des Moines radio station, he's not there anymore, he's out east somewhere, but he just ripped on Jamie for hiring Fred. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. John Walters, like, interview. Where yeah, he, he just, just he about hung up on him. Yeah, John Walters just really, like, took him to the town. And it was just like, yeah, I, I can't imagine, like, how mad, like, John Walters would have been in that interview, like just like what he went in going into it, like yeah. hearing them them talk a crap about like the hiring before, like just before even getting on the interview, and just like slowly building up was like these guys are freaking morons. Yes, Matt Peralt was the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of John, you got to say something about today's the twentieth twentieth anniversary of Pete Taylor passing. That was a that was he is one of the voices that you know anybody that's been a lifelong Cyclone fan remembers all the calls that he had and um had a stroke and it was a bad deal. I went to his visitation in Hilton and listened to Larry Stacey and McCartney and all those guys speak at it. And it was a, he was a good one. It was too bad that, but yeah, I mean, you look at our Walters is turning into Pete Taylor very fast. The voices that we've had on radio for the last 40 years have just been, I mean, Pete and Taylor like, was here for what, 30 years or something. And John Walters and Eric Hefter just incredible. So yeah. that's one, I, one thing in 2023 that I can't believe it doesn't exist is, being able to sync in the radio broadcast with the TV. Right. How does that not exist? We have yeah. programs on the internet that can write you a research paper on any topic in like 10 seconds, but we can't figure out how to sync. Which like I if I was heard. ESPN or one of these media companies, I would stop hiring announcers and just contract it out to the radio. Yeah. Can you imagine watching every basketball game with John and Eric? I mean, you could you could just pick which call you wanted. It wouldn't be that hard, I think, in my dumb brain. I'll blow your mind even more. We're gonna have we're so close to technology that we're gonna have technology that can just literally overlay their voice and put it the voice of Pete Taylor, yeah. like Eric Captain. Like you don't have to. Right. Just, they're saying weird things, but at least they kind of sound kind of nice. Because Pete Taylor, like his voice, I can't tell how many times his voice, like just like his calls, like I've given me goosebumps. Or like because like you can tell how much like in his voice when th- something good happens. <laughs> You can tell how much bad Iowa State stuff he's seen, because like that's how much enthusiasm of like when something good happened, like that Nebraska run for the yeah. Marvin Siler almost breaks yeah. it all away. Like he, like I, I wish there was video of him like when he was doing that call, because he probably was like in the air when he was calling that. Because well, you can you you could always tell when you turn on the radio. Just listen to the first two sentences, of Pete Taylor, and you knew where they were ahead or behind. You didn't have to hear the score. You just could tell from his mood. You guys don't remember. People don't talk about this, but Jim Zabel was the voice of the Hawkeyes forever. He's passed away now, but um, he used to do Iowa State games too. And so he came to Hilton. I remember as a kid, he came to Hilton and took out his WHO sign and Iowa State colors and hung it up on the. They used to, you know, broadcast it from up on the walkway in that little where the video cameras are, and he hung up his Iowa State. WHO sign and everybody, everybody in the student section started chanting Turkey, Turkey, Zobble, 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 because he was still such a Hawkeye. He was still such a Hawkeye homer, but he was doing Iowa State games. Yeah, can you imagine Gary Dolphin coming to Iowa State games trying to like low key? Yeah, I'll do double do dip, Iowa State game. Double He's also like, awesome though. Yeah, he yeah, is he, very good. Yeah. He's gosh, yeah. That's I'll such never like say a, negative. You see, you, like you hear those guys on the radio, just it brings you back like 15, 20 years. Like it's just it's crazy we don't integrate it into TV because it's so fun to listen to people that cheer for your team call the game. Right. Like hearing Eric Heff like put his mic away and yell at the refs. Like that's awesome. Because that's what we would do if we we're calling the game. All right. Eric Heff's like, like oh, that's terrible. 
the ref like yelling at Eric to like calm, like tell him this calm down. It's just like, like imagine if Eric had got Iowa State a tee to like a technical foul, but like he's not on the bench technically. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe someday we'll do like a, like that guy for the Packers does where he calls games on YouTube live because we probably get in trouble because we are pretty psychotic when we watch. Yeah, I don't know if Eric Heff had a COVID year or not because he could have probably played on that game yesterday. <laughs> that's how many team. That's how many players. Uh. TJ was playing yesterday. So. Right. Eric could probably still dish it a little bit too. Yeah, that was just so like how many times we played at Baylor, we lose exactly how we lost the last 17 times we played at Baylor. Like we play really good. We just play really good. There's a couple like weird calls. They Baylor does some weird, but we yesterday we there was no and we had we no, had a shot because Baylor went on a 10 0 run, cut it to four. And I was like, here we go again. Here we go. But Credit to our guys. And that's the nice thing about being old. Like very rarely this year have we totally crumbled. Like there's been games where literally no one can make a shot and those games happen. But like, it's not because aside from probably the Texas tech game, it's not because we're like totally rattled and melting down. Like Jaron is always steady. Gabe is mostly steady. So it's just, that's why I think in March we're going to be dangerous because we can, we're going to put the pressure on people. And if they don't execute, or focus, like they're going to turn it over 20 times. And I don't know. I just have this feeling that one of these guys that hasn't played much is just going to go off one of these games. Like if Demarion comes out and hits five threes in a game, it's, I don't, I I don't know if it's going to happen. He's hit three, three threes all year, two in Lawrence Fieldhouse. I don't know. I just have this feeling that one of these games that we're going to have a guy that hasn't done much. I don't know. Weird things happen in March. This is, this is the best three weeks of the year. And it's not even close. Especially when your yeah. team is in the NCAA tournament. Like, I just remember, like, all those years as a kid, before Royce's year, NCAA tournament was fun, but, like, we were never in it. We're even close. Royce's year, we get to go to it, which is, like, insane. And then we win, and then we, like, play with Tucky, who won it all. Now, like, now it's just, like, we expect to play in the NCAA tournament. We forget. Like, it wasn't even in the thought. Yeah, so that's when we drove to drove to Louisville, went to the game. Royce dunks it on the first possession, and then in our hotel, you, we run into Bill Raftery and Vern Lundquist, mm-hmm. and I get your picture taken with Vern Lundquist, mm-hmm. and and I asked him because they called the Michigan State game when we got beat, and Raftery uh, didn't remember very well, but Vern did, and he goes, "Yeah, that was a great game, and that yeah, was fun. That was a good yeah, time." That's, that's one of the more fun weekends I've probably yeah. had in a long time. That was fun. Then we go back down there with Will. He gets to be one of the guys now, and we lay an egg against UAB. And I think he he went to the uh, he went to Ohio to State. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, met, he saw Aaron Craft too. So yeah, yeah. Will was at the UAB game and the Aaron Craft game. Well, like either you were, on the, like, you were at the Hampton game. Yeah, which is crazy. Like how the game, like the season, only comes down to like either a couple, like one or two halves, like. You can have one bad half and like you lose in that state tournament, it's over. And like just like of Jamal Tinsley senior year, that year was insanely good, but we don't remember as a good because he missed one layup at blank layup. And yeah, it's just that was a disaster. That's why we got so, beat by Baylor in the Big 12 tournament the first round that year. Too. Yeah, the thing yeah. is, though, the thing is, after that survived Hampton, they probably would have went to the Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. We don't need to no. talk about that kind of stuff, but I don't know. I'm there's something about that Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. We've got 16 basketball games to watch. It's pretty fun. I still remember, though. I, I know I'll, I'll drop it, but looking across the table, you were eating pizza at 10 o'clock in the morning in Louisville, and I said, we don't get beat today, do we? Looking at you, and you kind of smile and shake your head. Yeah, because we, we were going to meet up with friends, and we're like, oh, we'll just meet up after the game. Mm-hmm. We never saw them because we were in the car four hours later. No, we didn't. We left the next day. We almost left that day. Yeah. You you said verbatim, we're packing up and leaving, walking back to the hotel. So, yeah. and I said, at least Fred's not gonna leave, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> so, if life tells you anything, if you ever think that, you, aha, he's not like you think of something, you figured something out, it can still go wrong. Fred well, left. let's change it to a positive note. Will McDonald, Xavier Hutchinson. Exactly. Will McDonald's going to be doing pretty good at the old combine. Will McDonald looks like he's going to be the first first overall pick in your lifetime, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like five years old or first, four first years round old. pick in sixty years or something. 
His his agility drill thing's insane. He also I mean, broad jumped eleven feet. And then Xavier ran a four or five yesterday too. Yeah, he looked pretty good too. So yeah, it'll be fun. I'm happy for him. I mean, he if you know Will's story, you know mm-hmm. he deserves it. He's also a really good human being. Everybody, I don't know him personally, but everybody that I know that knows him says uh, he's a really good guy. So that's one thing I think goes probably unsaid more is Campbell and TJ have a really good sense of character. Yes. And it's just, it's just fun when your kids are they play for each other and they're just good people. And this whole, like we will collective is getting people involved in the community and trying to get them some extra money too. I just, I would say it's a special place. People don't really outside the Midwest don't probably fully appreciate it. And even I just, gosh, the media makes me so mad. Like I'm just trying to go through Twitter to try to see if anyone's talking about the Baylor game seen a couple shows where there's like, ah, Baylor senior night didn't have anything to play for. Don't even talk about how we've dominated the game, the whole game. And they, everyone's just like, I had watched one show. They're like, yeah, I don't trust how I say they're still just not very good. I'm just like, you look at the teams we've beat. We beat Texas by double figures. We beat Kansas by double figures. We beat Baylor by double figures. We beat them twice. We beat K-State. Those are all three seeds or higher. Could have could have swept K State pretty easily too. Yeah. So people will be reminded though on Sweet Sixteen weekend, like, oh my gosh, here's Iowa State again with no talent, no player to individually talk about, but could be pretty sweet. Tell you when you talk you talk about Iowa State being a special place. You know, yesterday I watched the women's game and they interviewed the seniors and they were talking about. You know when they committed, and I can't. I apologize. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. It was her post player to senior this year, and such an Iowa thing. She says she's on campus. She gets offered. Her and her mom go to McDonald's get an ice cream cone. They drive around the campus in silence, and they go back to the hotel. And she looks at her mom and goes, "This is home." And she committed to Fenley the next day. And it was such. I mean, you might as well just say I went to. Culver's and got a butter burger and drove. I mean, it's, it, was, it was such a Midwestern cool thing. It's Finley is the same way. Finley is yeah, really wait, good. But the, th- the crazy thing yeah, is, like, that's people don't understand. Like, Finley is obviously knocked out of the park for a long time recruiting. TJ, it seems like anyone TJ offers commits. I don't remember him getting beat out recently. In the last two yeah. classes. Just on some transfers. That one dude is like, playing for Virginia Tech. You drive around a non-Iowan driving around Ames. Like, Ames is probably not the most exciting place these people have been. But there's something no. about it. No, there's a lot of parents. I mean, he talked when we interviewed TJ Tampa's dad. I mean, signing him to Ames, you know, he felt pretty good about you know being a long way from home and know he's not going. You sound like you're sending him to Vegas. Yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, of no, but, I mean, but there's also, I don't know. It's like we're going to talk about because Ames is a small town but... and I was a small place, but these kids just come here and they fall in love with it. We fall in love with them, and that it's just going to it's going to exponentially get better because next year we could average 75 points a game again and just be a real problem. Can you imagine being a parent and sending your 18 year old to Vegas to play college basketball or sending him to LA to play college basketball or to send, pick a, pick a town. I mean, some of these towns that, you know, or don't have the greatest reputation in the world and, you're going to try to get, you're going to trust that they're going to behave themselves and somebody's I going to watch them. I mean, the rest of the country is like, can you imagine sending your kid to Iowa? You know, at a boredom, you're not thinking he's going to get shot or get no, arrested. No, I know, but that's a boredom. I take boredom over getting shot any day. I agree, but that's not the society we live in. Oh, what's going on? Anyway, I don't know what we're talking about. Who is, who is that? Uh, um, All right. We're, we're freezing out on our, yeah. oh boy. Oh boy, we got a we got an issue with our <laughs> Zoom. Oh boy, Thomas is. It's this is what it looks like. We're on a crack. Ah. All right, well, <laughs> I'll just end it there. All right, All right go so no, we got we got to we got to probably we need to have some predictions. How far do we go in the Big Twelve tournament? How far do we go in the NCAA tournament? I think we lose the first round, and then we. Win one at least one game in that state tournament. You think we get beat by Baylor? Yeah, I think we. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to predict that we're not going to. Can't stop laughing at this thing. Um, that we beat Baylor again, but it's going to be really tough. So, 
Yeah, I think I think all bets are off once we get to the NCAA tournament because we're going to get a full week's rest, which we haven't gotten in a long time. So, If you go to soundthesirens.com and order something by 3 o'clock on Monday, we will guarantee you that you have it in your hands on Wednesday in time for the Big 12 tournament. So go to soundthesirens.com, order T-shirt, hoodie, hat, whatever you need, and we will get it to you by Wednesday guaranteed. Yeah, I think we beat Baylor again. Then we lose to Kansas by eight. And then we're playing the Sweet 16 again. So is this actually recording this way? Yeah. So I'm waiting for like a Chinese propaganda thing to pop up or something. This is bizarre. All right. Well. All right. Well, go Cyclones. Hopefully hopefully Michael's prediction happens. Yeah. It'll be fun regardless. Yep. So go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. We'll see you Thursday.